mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. And oh my God, I need to fucking ask you how to pronounce your last name. Oh, no worries. It's Dara. Like, I dare oh, you. Dara. Yeah, a lot of people say Dara, Darga, Dahar. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna pronounce every letter in yeah, there just fine. to like cover it. But as long as you don't call me hussy. That's what I always say. <laughs> call or you what? do hussy. It's a it's a joke from like 1970. <laughs> don't judge me based on that opening. Joke. I just don't call me Kelsey. I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, no, you can call me anything you want, really. I'll respond. Oh my God. Well, but it's Kelsey Dara, just in case you are worried. Okay, guys, Kelsey Dara. 
That's kind of do it every time like that. How do you say yours? Megan Rinks, like ice skating rinks. Oh, I know. There's two. It, it what looks, the fuck is up with our ancestors? Why do they do that? Dude, I don't know. Like rinks. Yeah, just make just take out the e and then just like make it look like the word rink. And then also then I could be like Jenna Rink from Thirteen Going On Thirty. Cute, right? And it would all be full circle because my boyfriend's name is Mots and Matt is his name is Mark Whoa. Ruffalo is named Matt in that and he Whoa. looks like Mark Ruffalo exactly like we just Mark got like, like a deep web circle. here yeah it's like Wait, a whole thing you spell your Megan with an H yeah my sister's Megan without an H oh it's mine short. too a it's really <laughs> short way to do it. Oh, wow, that's weird. Is her middle name Elizabeth? No. Okay. Oh, that'd be crazy. I just feel like Megan Elizabeth is so many people's names. Yeah. Are you guys Irish? 100%. Okay. But no H? No H. That's Wait, is that an Irish thing? I don't know. That's what my dad told me. But maybe it's a lie. That's a liar. <laughs> maybe. Is ranks? No, that's Dutch. Got it. Allegedly. Well, now that we know each other's <laughs> genealogy. <laughs> yeah, wait, what's your zodiac sign before we um, finish I'm this I'm so part? glad you asked. It's a Leo. You're a Leo. When's your birthday? August 16th. Oh my God. What wait, are you? Zach was just here and he's a Leo and I'm a Leo and my birthday's August 4th. Oh my God. <gasps> oh God. So many Leos in one room is my favorite slash very like nervous place to oh, yeah. be. It becomes, it means it's a long episode. <laughs> this is the podcast, guys. It's Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. Uh, if you are new here, this is where um, we listen to voicemails of not... Just, uh, just end there and full stop we listen to voicemails uh, you guys leave us voicemails about the things happening in your life and we give our advice and if you want to call in the phone number is 310-694-0976 and international listeners can email an audio file to meganpodcast at gmail.com so it's going to be um, a lot of advice giving Whoa. I'm excited do you memorize that number just because you've done this so much? Yeah, it took mm-hmm. a, an, it, it, it shouldn't have taken me so long. The fact that anyone our age can memorize a phone number to oh. me is actually a special talent. So here's <laughs> the thing though. If I, let's say I got some sort of emergency happened, I lost my phone. You fucked. I'm, the only number I can call is the podcast number. <laughs> <laughs> or my best friend who lives in San Francisco. I don't have my boyfriend's number memorized. I have oh nothing. Like God. we've always said, like I go yeah. to jail, my one call would probably be to the, no offense to my best friend, Cindy, it'd probably be to the podcast. So are you, is someone like checking we that out to make sure she's okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. So if Julie we don't hear from Megan like, for two days. would like text me and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's God, a true God. friend. It would, yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. Shall we listen to some, uh, some, give some advice? Yeah. Let's do it. Hi, Megan. My name is, ooh, I'm not telling you my name, but I am 22. I was currently listening to the episode that you had taped with Ava and, um, you had brought up um, kind of something when you were talking to the caller who had actually called back about advice about the episode with Ms. Fulmer when she was giving advice to somebody else. You ended up giving her advice on her ex. Um, I was calling because um, I have uh, some advice that I need on my own, and it just brought up something that I had in mind because I've noticed a lot on your podcast that when uh, people have any problems with exes, it's like usually if it's not productive, kind of cut them out of your life. Um, but in my situation, um, I had a really toxic ex, and him and I, you know, we went through a whole bunch of our relationship with him, you know, threatening suicide and um, all of that stuff. And I can now be out of it, identify all of the toxic parts of it. However, him and I have a three-year-old daughter together, um, so I really can't just fully cut him out of my life, even though I know that was what best for me because my daughter has to have her dad in his life or in her life right? and um, I, he's a really good dad and he's really productive and you know they, we work out well and in that case but I'm having the hardest time 
especially since now he is in a new relationship. Um, he recently got in a new relationship and let me know and all of that good stuff. And I have been taking it super hard, um, super emotionally because I think in my head, I thought that maybe, you know, someday down the line, he would turn around and want us all to be a family together again. And, um, because we've tried the dating thing, it didn't work, especially after we had our daughter, um, and it just hasn't worked out for us, but I'm having a really hard time that he's the one that's leading the relationship first, you know, getting over him and being okay and letting him move on, but I am still very sad, and it feels like I'm letting go of the family, and that relationship is tough to kind of let go of, because um, there is so much history. So I was just wondering if you have any advice on how to get over an ex, especially when you still have to be around them, you still have ties to them, especially having kids with them. I know you may not have direct advice, but if you have any advice that could help um, me kind of get over him and manage my feelings, even though I have to be in touch with him all the time um, for our daughter, but how to kind of get over him and move on with my life. That'd be great. Thank you, Megan. Mm. Oh, that's, Mm. that's, that's rough. That's tough. I mean, I like I don't relate on like the kid level but like I so understand like there have been times where like I've been the one to like recognize that the relationship is bad or instigate a breakup and then if that person moves on faster than me like I'm still and then suddenly Mm -hmm. hurt Mm -hmm. because and I think that's what's happening I'm not saying like you're like rationally saying like yes like I'm aware of all these toxic things but then when someone else moves on I think what you first of all need to like recognize is the fact that like A, him dating somebody else and everything like that. It's not him choosing that over the family. If Mm. he still wants to be like, he told you about the new relationship, like he's going through kind of all of that process um, and he's still like being a great dad. So he's not choosing that over this. I think what you need to, and this is like not just like shit talk any like him or like the girl or anything like that right now, it sounds like you think that he got all of his shit together and this Mm -hmm. girl gets to have the great version of him you don't know that. Mm -hmm. Like if he hasn't put the work in, Mm -hmm. she might be ending up in a similar position as you. And then also sometimes some people aren't toxic, but some relationships are toxic and two people together. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's the same way, but not that again, like not that this is on you, but like you guys maybe just were really toxic for each other. And this other relationship, it's not going to be like that. And that's not anything you would have ever been able to do. And it's not him changing or this is going to be the same like toxic thing but like don't I think the biggest hang-up as you probably have is like feeling like she's getting the mm-hmm. better version like, like like in a making of superficial way like I had friends who like dated guys and like then they like broke up and they got like hella fucking hot mm. and then the next girl's like are you fucking kidding me like you got yeah. this guy or like someone who like didn't want to have sex or like didn't yeah. go down on girls or whatever and then like got that with the next person and like I in college like my college boyfriend like he dumped me and I was like so upset and then the next but he was like the guy who like never like he like didn't t- told me those like oh like commitment things like I'm not really into that and then like immediately after to start dating this other girl and then all of the things he was able to do and for so long I was like well why couldn't I have done why couldn't you have done it with me and it was like well no it's not about me it was like they're who they were were so different than how him and I were Mm -hmm. so I think like like knowing that because I think that's probably at least for me if I was in that situation that's what would hurt because you feel like you're yeah. watching someone get what you and of didn't course get. you're only seeing the best parts of like that I'm assuming you're, you're she said she's 22 mm-hmm. like I'm sure these people have Instagrams Facebooks Twitters yeah you're probably only seeing the best version of what they're doing together and that's gonna mm-hmm. sting and she said something about like 
you were hoping one day he was going to change maybe and, and want the family back together. I think someone can be a really great dad and be a shitty person. Like, yeah. I don't think those things are together. And knowing that, like, you saw his true colors and it's so cheesy, but, like, when someone shows you who they are, mm-hmm. believe them. And if you saw what that is, which is, like, you know, those threatening suicide, that stuff is exactly the definition of a toxic person who's threatening and using that against you. It's one thing if they don't know how to ask for help, but to do it against someone that you care about and are building a life with, and especially the mother of your child, like I'm going to cancel you. And I think you should know that like, the other thing too is, is when you do have to be in constant communication with someone, you're maybe thinking taking texts as something else or Mm -hmm. having an excuse to text that person. But for you and like your mental health, my advice would be to keep that relationship as contained to the child as possible. Mm -hmm. So not even like high emojis with like, you know, any bullshit, any fluff as if this person is your friend. I think it's keep it that this is the father. You are strictly talking about pickup times, drop off times, not sending any like photo, like you can Mm -hmm. still raise someone and not have to have a relationship with that person Mm -hmm. at all, at all. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even need to be friendly. It can be like, yeah. Just a person that you have to meet up with twice mm-hmm. a week. And I know it's tough, but yeah. I'm kind of a uh, yeah, like, blunt. I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> and I think if you are having like a hard time with it, like not like if you feel like, I don't know, like you, you start to romanticize it or anything like that, like have like one of your friends drive with you when you go drop your kid yeah. off and you see him or like have a friend with you in the car when you pick her up, like, or him or her up, daughter, daughter, her. daughter, daughter yeah. uh, or maybe, <laughs> or maybe, or, or maybe <laughs> who cares, um, pick them up. And then the same thing of like, if you have to text him and ask that, and you're afraid of holding yourself accountable, because I think you're exactly right. Like there should be no fluff. There is none of those like, excuses because like, you're going to be able to directly contrast as to how you used to fuck, talk mm-hmm. to each other, like fuck mm-hmm. each other. Say, fucking talk well, to each other. <laughs> True. But like, so it, it does feel different and like, it's easy to slip back into that mm-hmm. routine. Um, and so I think like, even if you're just, every time you text him to talk about literally the specifics, have a friend with you as you're doing it. Be like, please just make sure that I don't like start Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And I think the second that you clue other people in, then they can also hold you responsible Mm -hmm. for it. And they can also tell you like remind that you can be like, please remind me why we broke up and like why I'm not with this person. And uh, they can do that for you. Um, And then I think also, I think there's like a lot of, I think it's E and I say this as someone who doesn't even have kids, but I think it's a lot easier for men to, date like fathers to date post breaking up than mothers and I think he you probably feel which you shouldn't but it's understandable there's so much like mom guilt of being like she's your daughter's two years old and like he's moving on and able to but like there are still so many other things that like only a mom can do for Mm -hmm. their kid Mm -hmm. and I think like you need to like I think you as much like being a mom is awesome and great. I'm sure. But like, you also need to prioritize like yourself and moving on and throwing yourself into like, Oh, I'm just going to be like the greatest mom and the best mom forever. And all that stuff. Like you're going to do that regardless. Mm -hmm. Like that's awesome. Like you are like being a great mom. You don't need to stress and worry about that. And I think that like the more energy you can put into like another adult relationship, mm-hmm. whether like an adult relationship with yourself, with your friends and like that, because when you put all of this and you just have that right, like, not that I'm saying you have like all this just riding on your kid. Like that's also part of your ex, like yeah. that whole thing. So like he's moving on 
And I, I do believe like, at least for me, like I am never fully over somebody and like till you're <laughs> onto somebody else. But like, it's like, maybe even that just means like getting back on dating apps yeah. and like having that, because if the issue is, is if you haven't dated anybody post him, then like when his name pops up on your phone, you're used to seeing like a flirty text. Like he's the guy that you would usually do that to. And normally my advice is like, find another guy. So like, you don't do that with this guy, but yeah. you still have to talk to him. So yeah. Yeah. you need to, there needs to be another part of your life that you can have those like put that those feelings towards because right now you had those feelings for him and he's not going to be able to be out of your life Mm -hmm. and so now like like explore the other sides of it and don't feel don't feel guilty because I think I think that makes you a better mom like I think being like confident and independent and like really focusing on like being the best version of yourself I think really like helps and also um there's something to be said about like hooking up like i think that could be like a really great thing yeah and not comparing anything of like your life to his just Mm -hmm. because he's now back in a relationship does not mean it's good does not mean it's healthy does not mean it's going to be successful like what you said about like you don't don't project an idea of what you think that relationship is. You have to look at it. You you shouldn't even look at it. Yeah. You should, you know, I'm not one to be like petty unfollows, but if it's not positive to your timeline, mute him. take mute it away. Mute him. Mm, I love that mute button. Dude, I've That's utilized like it. so many relationships. Mm-hmm. My gosh. The amount of people that. that I don't have to be like, I don't really like you, but I can't tell you that. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Utilize it. Yeah. And I, I, I think exactly like you said, though, that there doesn't need to be, don't feel the, like, obliged to have any sort of like over fluff and mm-hmm. politeness like you can you be all him shit exactly and like you you <laughs> both are co-parent and all that's important is that he's a good dad to your daughter yeah. but him being good dad to your daughter should not rely on like you guys having a mm-hmm. like friendship relationship it's hard because it's it's like you're supposed to be the mother you're supposed to be the kind nurturing like all the biological bullshit that the books tell us mm-hmm. does not mean you have to be that to him no like when he all. comes to pick him up it could be hello thank you and uh-huh. shut the door it doesn't yeah. need to be like how are you how's your new girlfriend you don't need to check in on him you don't owe him any energy yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and if you guys eventually get to that place then fine but you don't have to be there now yeah amen yeah. and i don't think I it's like realistic that. to be there if when one of you's in no, a relationship yeah. and the especially other's if you're not. trying to cut cutting someone off is and great over if him. you can do it yeah i think it's a lot of faking it till you make it but i like what you said mm-hmm. like if you need to pour over his shit for another couple six months or whatever until you're back on yeah. tinder do that mm-hmm. because yeah. it's harder to pretend like you cut someone off like you're a bad bitch that just like taylor swift's people <laughs> yeah. out of your life but then you get drunk and you're like oh my god i'm gonna yeah. text everything like don't 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 lie to yourself too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so best of luck and yeah fuck, that's up. hard yeah which I feel like I need, I just now want to keep telling everybody, be like, hey, this does suck for you. Like, just so you know, it does well, suck. Well, dating someone's yeah. feelings. Like, I love that. Like you said, we've been conditioned to believe like we're crazy, we're oversensitive. Yeah. It's somehow us being irrational. Yeah. But like nine times out of 10, we promise oh, you, ten it times is not out of you. 10. <laughs> ten times out of 10. Well, I don't know. I speak from personal experience. <laughs> I'm wrong sometimes. Nine times out of 10, yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong sometimes. <sighs> but we will not admit that. That was no. just, no, no, no. we will no, retract just that statement. Yeah. I've been wrong. Yeah. In hypothetical situations. (laughs) (laughs) Should we go on to the next? Yeah. I'm just going to keep. (laughs) Hi, Megan and guests. I just want to say that I love the podcast. So I have a bit of a dilemma. I am engaged. Um, That's not the dilemma. I love my fiance and we're super excited to get married and can't wait. We're getting married in the fall. But our dilemma is with his father. 
His dad is very much an absent father, and they've always had an estranged relationship. They text maybe three, four times a year if it's a good year. Uh, but he has a wonderful stepfather who is very much his father. His mom is absolutely lovely, so he's always had great parents in his life. Recently, his dad was arrested on felony charges, and it has to do with money. He didn't murder anyone or anything, but still his dad could be a felon. Uh, the investigation is ongoing. So what we've been discussing lately is whether or not he's in jail by the time we get married. Uh, if he's not in jail, should he come to the wedding? I really don't like his father. Um, he's hurt my fiancé one too many times, and I just think he's a terrible person. Um, I refer to him as a sperm donor a lot. My fiancé knows my feelings about this. However, I've repeatedly told him that I will support him with whatever choice he makes, and I really made that clear to him, and he knows that that's the truth, and I will. I will support whatever he wants to do. I just think that my fiancé is struggling because he knows that if he doesn't come to the wedding, it's kind of the end of what could be a potential relationship for the two of them in the future, and I don't know that he's ready to close that door yet, and I don't entirely blame him because at the end of the day, no matter what faults he may have or felony charges he's still his dad and I want to be respectful of that and it's kind of hard for me to imagine because I have two incredible parents so I can't really imagine what a terrible difficult situation he's in so we've had a lot of talks about it and they've all been really like good and productive talks we haven't had any fights or anything about it but any advice that you could give on maybe how we should handle the situation and his father would be great thanks so much bye Oh, aye, aye, aye. I like saw where that was going the second she said we Felon? were getting married. Oh. But <laughs> oh yeah, no. It, the, honestly, it's kind of one of my favorite lead ups and calls. Yeah. Like, so we're getting married, but I'm like, oh, but what? But what? <laughs> but what is there hiding? That is so tough. I didn't yeah. hear though in the call like how does the fiance actually feel he's torn like about mm -hmm. like how he's got like he's got a great stepdad and he's like loves his mom and has a great relationship with them, but is torn because so he, the fiance doesn't know. No, no, that what he wants to do. Right. Yeah, okay. no. Mm -hmm. So it's more like she's going to be giving him yeah. gentle mm -hmm. pushes in a direction where yeah. it really should be his. Mm -hmm. She said yeah. that she would support him no matter what mm. he decided, but she just wants, like... We're giving them both advice, both apparently. Advice. Got it. He, I don't know okay. if he consented to us giving advice, <laughs> yeah. but we're giving... Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like... Uh, I think, like, as much as your sperm donor jokes are really funny... <laughs> I think you just need yeah. to like, unless he brings it up, yeah. I just wouldn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't bring up his dad. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do anything about that mm -hmm. because like for as often as you think about it, I'm sure he thinks about it 10 times more. Mm -hmm. And like, you're totally being very like sympathetic and understanding like how hard this must be for him considering how much, how hard you feel it is for you. And that's just like satellite being like, I feel bad because it is hurting him. So I would just say, like, really stand by what you say with, like, you're going to support whatever decision. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, don't bring it up mm -hmm. and don't talk about it with him. And I know you're planning a wedding and you mm -hmm. kind of like, you're like, I need to fucking know. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> I understand the feeling of like, I'm the kind of person like, let's solve it fucking right now. Like, let's yeah. just do this. Yeah. And like, you just need to quiet that part of your brain mm -hmm. and just like reserve however much extra ahead it is going to be for that, like to have him there. Reserve that. Have that aside. 
like know that maybe even up until like the day before the fucking wedding, he might change his mind Mm -hmm. either which way. So I would say don't. Yeah, I would just not talk about it until he's ready to talk about it. And then also maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to make a decision until Mm -hmm. the moment. I mean, like, I don't know that whatever his process is going to be, I think in order to fully support him, you um, I just think you you need to let him instigate everything. And if he talks to you and is like, hey, like, what do you think? Like, I want to talk about this. Like, I need some advice for like be there to like listen but i don't think bringing it up is um yeah i mean i can so relate to this problem because i have been in a relationship before where i could not stand this person's (laughs) brother whatever if he knows who he is is. (laughs) i could not stand this person's brother and it like affected everything we did vacations we would take birthdays gatherings and like he would talk so much shit to me about his brother he'd be like my fucking brother did this yeah and i'd be like well then don't invite him to this thing and he'd be like i have to he's my brother brother. and i'm like well then don't come to me and complain because i'm someone who takes on the emotional weight and gets angry because of course you love this person he's your fiance Mm -hmm. like you want to be mad for him you want to protect him you are now this new role in his life. You are going to be his wife. So of course you feel this responsibility to do that, but also he might be confiding in you because he is comfortable with you and wants someone to vent to and talk through these things. But what he says to you shouldn't ultimately be a reflection of how you uh, bounce back the advice to him. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, well, if you fucking hate him and he's hurt you so many times in your life, it's a no brainer. And I don't know. How do you feel about like when people say weddings are for you, not other people? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I think like, uh, I, I, I just don't think, I don't know. I think weddings can be so tricky, but I think they're like one day. Mm-hmm. And I think like for no matter, I think, first of all, I think the idea that his dad and him, if he doesn't invite him to the wedding, that'd be the end of the relationship. I don't That's see that. Harsh, yeah. I don't like, I, I, don't foresee that also happening. You bring up such a good point that reminded me of something a friend said to me. I have friends that are getting married. I have a big event happening the same weekend, like career changing event. And I had to bring it up to them that there was a chance I might not be going to their wedding. And it was like dead eyes. And they were like, okay, we'll figure it out. And my other friend looked at me who's married and she said, they won't fucking realize if you are there yeah. or not. Unless you are the best man or like an integral part, which yeah. it sounds like the father isn't really that involved anyway. So it's not like he'd be missing a puzzle piece at the event. He'd probably sit in the back at a table and no one will fucking notice if <laughs> yeah. he is there or not. And to me, it's like that made me lean more towards saying like maybe invite him because at the end of the day, you're not going to, you're going to have so much other shit on uh-huh. your brain that day that if he's not there, is it going to make you think about it more? Or if he is there, is it going to make it think, you know, it's like yeah. what's the lesser of two evils. And it's just one day. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you don't have to, for you not liking him as the bride, if he was there, like you don't have to talk to him. And then, but also like if your partner and your fiance like wants to do this, cause it's like a gesture in his mind, mm-hmm. then that needs to be fine. But like, no one person unless he's like gonna like 
you know, like commit a felony at the wedding. Like <laughs> still, you could get caught with weed and get a felony. Like, like, come on. There's nothing that y- any one person, I like nothing that he could really do yeah. that I could see. Like, cause like that's the only time I would say don't invite like somebody. It's going to ruin your wedding. Yeah. I don't see that. And I think like, the whole the thing is is that what you just need to know and like because like coming from somebody who does not have a perfect family situation what you're saying about you having a perfect like your your family being great and not understanding Mm -hmm. this for him the struggle he's having is like yes he has a great family but this to him it's not necessarily he's not thinking about his dad in all of the actions that he's done he's thinking about the possibility of who his dad could be Mm -hmm. and that's a hard thing to let go of like you Mm -hmm. really want people to live up to like society's expectations of what they're going to be in your life. And like, no matter how great of a stepdad that he has, like, I'm sure there's a part of him that still wants his dad to Mm want to be a good dad. Mm -hmm. And I think like whatever decision he makes is going to be it. You just need to let him do that for himself. But I think like you might invite him and it might've been the wrong decision, Mm. but in three years, you won't remember that. Now you got to keep us updated. Yeah. What's a felon with money? Uh, pr- laundering, like laundering or like money. illegal yeah. wiring there's it, it's okay. so, the spectrum of felony is such bullshit i only know so much about this because i'm from florida well, is, and oh like my god 1.4 million people yep. just got their voting rights back this midterm because they were felons whatever point is it's like yeah a felony is bad but there are so many things that can be in play here that doesn't make him a bad person it yeah. could be like wrong place wrong time got caught up with the wrong people in the wrong business yeah maybe they have a business manager that did some other shit like because when celebrities get in trouble for like taxes i'm like they're not they've never seen a bank statement yeah like they have hired people that fucked them over you Mm -hmm. know yeah anyways it's tangent no where are you from florida tampa oh yeah i think my my end cap advice would just be to uh, yeah, just listen to him and don't let him decide. Yeah. And also he doesn't have to make a decision. Do you know what I mean? Like he can, there's also, I would also foresee potentially him not saying anything to his dad. Mm-hmm. So not telling his dad, by the way, you're not invited. And then also not telling his dad, here's hey, where you wedding. come and here's yeah. what this is. And so by him not saying could anything, ask the dad, could the, could the son be like, do you want to come to my wedding? What if the dad's like, oh, brr, grumble, grumble, like, oh, I'm so yeah. Bad. yeah. It seems like maybe he's trying to get validation though from mm. if he yeah. invites him and if he shows up, then this will be mm. yeah some I just, way for them to move their relationship forward. Mm. Yeah, I think uh uh you yeah I think also has he talked to like the mom and the stepdad about it and mm. all that yeah, stuff too. Yeah, how are they gonna be about it? Yeah, there's a lot of factors. There here. there are, and I think that you and the the advice that I would give him, and this is what I try and do when I make decisions, which I don't always do, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what will make me happy? Like, when this decision, what will make me happy in the moment, and what will like make me happy five years later? Like, what oh, is something that like tactic. I will try and like not because there's some some things that are like self like that they're like cathartic and great mm-hmm. in the moment but you're like this McDonald's. yeah like this is gonna blow up in my face or yeah. this is not the right decision to make and there's like the quick fixes and sometimes this is like a little more painful to start but it's like better towards yeah. the end and like the long haul stuff so just telling him that because if it's about um i think what he should do if he was calling in i think it's more about preserving uh your feelings of guilt Mm -hmm. than about wanting what you want in return and what you Mm -hmm. want out of it. Because Mm -hmm. I think if it's more about, I'm going to feel really guilty if I didn't do this invite. Mm. So I really want to do it versus I I really really want to do this this. because I really want him to then 
like be my dad in my life again. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think if you're expecting something from someone, you're going to always be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better if it's preserving your own conscious and feeling mm-hmm. like, you know what? I did my part and whatever else happens, that's fine. But now I feel like, okay, right. about doing this versus trying to do it just to, just to get some sort of validation from him. Um, because I feel advice. like that's when people usually disappoint you yeah. is when you expect things. Out of <laughs> that's great advice. Doing it out of, I like yeah. that. I never thought about that. Cause sometimes you do it. You're just like that. Yeah. Especially if you're a people pleaser. Well, best of luck and uh, let us know how your wedding Congrats. goes. Congrats. Send pictures. <laughs> Send updates. Yeah. I love wedding I pictures. I want to know if this guy goes to jail. Me too. Okay. Okay. On to the next. Hi, Megan. I'm 22 years old and recently I've been dealing with some drama in my boyfriend's friend group. Um, I don't really know most of his friends, but I do know one of them. He's one of my very, very close friends and has been for a while. He's the one who introduced me and my boyfriend. And I knew that there was something going on with him and his ex-girlfriend, that they've been fighting, that there's been some sort of vague thing that's kind of divided this friend group, but no one has been able to tell me that much about it, and I like didn't really care also. But recently, my friend opened up to me, and he told me that basically – What happened is that there was a night, I guess, while he was dating this girl that, that, I don't know, like, he got really drunk, and they had sex, even though she didn't want to have sex, and that she didn't really think anything of it at the time, I guess, and neither did he, until, like, after they broke up. They probably broke up, like, a year and a half ago. Um, Only in, like, the months kind of after they broke up did she really realize, like, kind of how she was really dealing with the repercussions of that and, like, how violated she really felt and how terrible that experience was for her. And I, like, don't really know what to do in this situation in terms of, like, how to support my friend or if I don't support him. Like, he's been really, in my opinion, like, really mature about the whole thing and, like, has acknowledged that, like, that's what happened and is, like, I mean, he's been pretty devastated about it, I guess, and, like, kind of can't believe that he ever could do this kind of thing and, like, didn't even realize that it was interpreted that way until, like, really recently. Um, And I've never been in a situation where I've known someone who potentially has, like, you know, committed assault. Like, I've only known girls that I know who have been through the situation. And, like, we've always been, like, okay, well, like, we cut that person out of our lives, obviously, because they're, like, toxic and horrific. But, like, I, I don't know this girl, really, and I do know my friend, and I completely believe her. It's not that I don't think that it happens. Like, I totally do. But I'm also seeing my friend now struggling and in pain because of his own, like, actions. And he very much was like, I, like, I understand if you never trust me again. And I was like, you know, that's not how it is. But I just, I don't really know if I, <laughs> is it, like, bad of me to, like, want to help him? And, you know, I can never get this girl side of the story because I don't know her I can only know whatever my friend chooses to tell me so yeah I guess I'm just conflicted about like who I should be on the side of right now Mm. wow okay that is a lot uh, yeah it's really it's I I think it's a unique perspective that I haven't heard this Mm -hmm. kind of situation happen to before, especially there's something in my stomach that makes me feel uncomfortable hearing how aware of it he is and like how apologetic he is. Cause part of me is like, well, maybe he's really sorry. And then part of me is like, if he knows 
what it is mm-hmm. and what happened, does that make him less wrong? No, right? No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I and this like like so many of my guy friends like this is their biggest fear. And mm. the amount of times that like my guy, which they're like, first of all, if you had no, if you knew who my guy, they were on a podcast as my guy friends. If you didn't fucking know them, they're like. These are the guys who like when like they've stopped complimenting girls because they're they're like very much they've asked me like it's okay if I compliment someone Ugh, on their outfit and I was like such it's fine like you can out. do that like that's yeah. okay and like that this literally for them they've said like this is my biggest fear is someone that I've dated before like something that they're not comfortable with and the thing that I always tell them is I'm like so no if you're dating somebody and you know somebody well enough in a situation if they're gonna like call you out or say something made you, that made them uncomfortable for something. If you're dating somebody, you should know their levels mm-hmm. of comfort and their boundaries. I think that, um, if I'm, I'm always real, I'm always on the side of somebody yeah. who's gotten assaulted. Mm-hmm. I think this is a un- very exactly. It's a very unique case. And my mind goes to, so she wasn't comfortable having sex. She got really drunk and they had had sex mm-hmm. that if, it was a, if it was if she if this was a guy that she had just met at a bar and he didn't know that she wasn't sa- she was like saving herself or something or wasn't comfortable having sex and she got too drunk and like too drunk to say too drunk to say no or like anything like that as her boyfriend and someone who dates her and knows her levels of comfort and her boundaries the fact that to me it's taking advantage of an opportunity of someone when they're drunk and well, still going yeah. through with it he, because that's he knew sober her yeah. was not okay with it and i'm sure he was drunk too and there he didn't draw the line like that's he's to just, me he's coming to terms with the fact that he raped his own girlfriend yeah. which happens very often and people like it's coming out a year and a half later or whatever is what she's saying is that that is often what happens because you're mm-hmm. like, I'm in a relationship with this I person. I owe this person. They they are a part of my, me. Mm-hmm. I, I give them my, you know, whatever on the daily. If you do or don't, it doesn't matter. But I can see the thinking behind that where he is now like having to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Also not realizing what now she has to reconcile, yeah. you know, therapize through. Yeah. And like I... I don't feel sad for him at all. And I I think he's actually really lucky that he's someone who recognized that he did something wrong and moving forward. Like I hate when guys do that shit that you're talking about with your friends. Mm -hmm. Like, Ooh, can we do anything with women? It's like, no, you shouldn't have. And we live in a, in an age group where guys did get away with so much and not even get away, but like we're taught to do treat women certain ways. And I think moving forward, the only thing that will prove this guy's, uh, not innocence because he's not innocent, but that he's changed is that if he actually fucking changes and can treat women better Mm -hmm. and like the, this also sounds like something that like it's a crime, right? Yeah. Like what happened is illegal and should police get involved? And like, that's and what I'm thinking about. I'm also is- the fact that to so the original aspect of this call is your friend groups divided because mm-hmm. of this. So her saying that she only knows one side and she doesn't know the girl. So she can only know one side. So what do you mean by the friends groups divided? Like are people divided based on his statement alone? And like friends are like, I'm done with you based on this. Or do they have contact with the girl? Like who, why are some people on staying with his, why, mm-hmm. why the people who are cutting him out? I would say, talk to those people and see what that is. But 
my thing from the beginning. Like I've had like, I've had like boyfriends or like guys. Yeah. Like boyfriends that I've dated and I like, we've had sex before and I've been super, we've both been drinking and I've been too drunk. And they're like, I love you, but I'm not comfortable having mm-hmm. sex with you when you're this drunk. I don't know if she, if she's t- told him, if she, like, if she's the one who told him and is like coming to terms with it and she's going to therapy and everything like that. I think he should go to therapy. I think that's something that he needs to work on. Like, talking about it with like friends and being like, if you never trust me again. And like that to me is also like a little attention melodramatic because you're not dating him. Like, are you, is he implying he's trying to get you to sympathize with him and be like, I realized what I did is wrong. Like I'm a puppy with my tail between my legs. And it's like, if you have any friends that are still, on his side, I would also re-examine that friendship. Yeah, because I think even from only hearing his side and not her side, like both of us are being like, I mean, he that you took advantage of a situation, mm-hmm. you took advantage of your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And like there is that part of your mind, like just like you're saying, of like, oh wow, just because we're dating doesn't mean that that's an automatic consent all the time. Mm-hmm. And that so much happens in relationships that people aren't comfortable with. And yes, it probably did take her a while because she felt like, oh no, I can't claim that I feel uncomfortable because I chose to date you. It's Mm -hmm. like the whole thing with consent is you have to consent every step of it. Like I can consent to go on a date with you, but that doesn't mean I want to kiss you. Always. (laughs) But like the same thing, like you can, there are certain things Mm -hmm. like you, everybody, you've got a line of where you want to cross. Like, and just because you've said yes to up into that line doesn't mean that anything past that line is that that's a blanket yes statement for it all. And so I would say, talk to the friends who've cut him out completely and talk to them and hear that. I would suggest to him, like, I think like going to therapy would be great. You really seem to be struggling with yeah, this. Like, go, as to therapy you or go to jail, dog. Like she's lucky. She's not, but like dead ass. Like and she's she might lucky. Be. She's not, you know, yeah. and she might, she might yeah. like, you know, this stuff does come out years later. I mean, look at what's happened just even with like the Kavanaugh situation and how, like how that has in a way, really uh, it's divided people about the conversation about like you know the word taking advantage of is so interesting to me because it's like we not we like us but Mm -hmm. like the the media is is more lenient to say well like it's a cloudy area or like there's a gray area especially if you guys are in a relationship or like you know, call it what it is, you know, yeah. it's rape. That's yeah. what it was. And that's what happened to her. And I think you have to make a decision for yourself as a woman. Do you want to be friends with a rapist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. And maybe like, he's going to learn from this and I hope he does. And he turned into a better person and he has successful relationships. But to me, it's like, I again, quick to cancel. And when it's warranted, I'm yeah. not like about cancel culture, but like when someone shows you their true colors, believe them. Yeah. Ah. And just there's some, to me, it's also a little odd that he told you mm-hmm. this. Like when someone says something that like, have <laughs> you ever heard, like someone tells you like a story and they're, they're, the, they're telling it to you and you're supposed to, they're thinking you're going to feel bad for them. But mm. then you also start to think that they're pretty guilty. And then yeah. you're like, wait, but this is your side. So like, yeah. if I'm thinking that you're kind of to blame in your own story where you you're the leading dog. role, like yeah. I can only imagine if somebody else from a third party mm-hmm. or the other person affected were to tell the story, mm-hmm. because even when you think you're painting yourself in the best possible light if you can see that like like, there's a reason why you called in there's a reason why you feel a little uncomfortable and weird because you have a conscience yeah and he's not he you this is your boyfriend's friend and this is a friend group i it's her friend too because he introduced them oh right Uh, i just find it weird that he like 
that he told her that like, just yeah. like makes me uncomfortable. Too. it it's makes like, me how does like... that even come up in conversation and why yeah. and what is that like what do you gain from that and, and like because you're a woman he feels like he can dump a little bit on you probably to like get and... the okay from you if you give him the okay how do yeah. we know that he's like actually changed learned anything and if you feel so guilty and so torn up about it like would you tell some like that to me I'm like I if I felt so terrible about something like that like I would do everything I could to make it right with whoever whatever person in what way I could like not like never been in this situation but like yeah if I hurt somebody my reaction is to like holy fucking shit what can I do to fix this Mm -hmm. what can I do to never like hurt someone like that again and how can I like fix I how can I help that person and how can I help myself I wouldn't I don't like I'd have too much pride to then tell other people about that kind of thing so for me it just seems like he's trying to get people on his side Side, and I just I don't think he deserves yeah it. and again i think you should talk to the people who have cut him and out like, and divided the friend group she said she's not friends with the girl she doesn't know her but mm-hmm. my first thing would be like is she I, okay yeah. like does she need support is she feeling like felt and heard and seen and and all of that and like imagine her looking at you know whatever your instagram stories or whatever and seeing all of you guys out hanging out being cool like yeah i could never imagine how that must mm-hmm. make another woman feel and so i would just look at it from that standpoint of like what is this going to say about you also as a person yeah. like he might be a friend no one likes hearing that a close friend of yours no totally. is now problematic fave like hello no <laughs> one's yeah no that is happening to a lot of people right now and i think this is going to be like a big bookmark in your book of life like a big Mm -hmm. chapter in your book of life of how you're going to continue to either empathize sympathize with men like that yeah and as much as you say you don't know this girl so you can't talk to her i like dm yeah i think there's something like I would feel like yeah like not to get like so personal in my life read my book but like there have been like <laughs> girls I brought you a t-shirt too don't let me forget Fuck yeah um, but <laughs> yeah no there's like when when you've been in various shitty situations with men and then you know there are people who know about what happened and then you see those especially women you see those women stand by you're like oh, you're like holy fucking, fucking shit yeah, yeah I think like you at least for me having been in not the same situation but like it i like there are certain like i would have been hella fucking nice like to yeah. have like a like a girl who is a part of like a friend group be like hey like i just want to reach out see how you're doing like i just want to let you know i heard about all this stuff and like it's fucking like he like i mm-hmm. really would just like if mm-hmm. you want to talk like i just want to offer my support i'm really sorry i didn't know mm-hmm. but but also she might be like he's going around telling people well but oh, he yeah. is you know what I mean? Well, like, she deserves, I thought that, maybe yeah. she should know that, that like he is going around. To, and like, that's the outing that's her story, which I like, and that was my first thought too. Story. Right. That was my first mm-hmm. thought was like, well, what if she doesn't want people to know? Right. And it's like, she, he's telling people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you can DM her with the caveat of like, by the way, this is completely between you and I. Yeah. I don't know who else he's telling. He, he, you know. Yeah. Came, he found me in confidence and I just want to let you know that when I heard it, my first thought was not how can I help him, but how can I help you? Yeah. I, that's, I think the, and better. also like, I, like he's been, he told me, I don't know if he's told anybody else and well, it's dividing their friend. Group, yeah, so he has, so so he clearly, has. Yeah. He's and then just be yeah. like, and I, like, I really like, I don't think the, I don't think this wasn't his thing to tell me. This is something that was like happened to you. 
And I like, I don't want, I like, that's a tricky one. You bring up a really good point because then it's almost like, are you now trying to help her because you feel guilty Mm -hmm. for helping him? And now you're bringing unwarranted uh, trauma back to her where she's like, I just, I maybe trying to deal. I do think she deserves to know though, because I think more than that, like you're, we're only hearing his side of it. Mm -hmm. And I think if he wants to tell people, then she has every right to know so then she can act or not do anything like she could then tell like and be like you know what like thank you so much for reaching out like I would love to talk like it was really hard because I'm sure like does she knew her when they were dating like she maybe I don't know she kept saying I don't really really know her but no knew of her in a sense that like it wouldn't be weird to reach out and like I think like it might it might be nice for her and then also she can also be like turn you down but then she at least knows that he's telling people Mm -hmm. because that's like the hardest thing it's like now suddenly like it's like pity party for him and I can already hear the like well, when do we forgive? Like, do we ever forgive someone, right? Because that was yeah. the thought in my head is like, you know, if this happened to, you know, my dad or a bro- I don't have a brother, a brother, a mm-hmm. hypothetical brother, like, do can you ever find in your heart a space to forgive? And I think right now it's too soon, even a year and a half after to really see, they just broke up, it sounds like, to see if he's changed. Maybe you do reach out to her. Maybe you don't want to like bring up trauma to her again. But my advice is he has shown his colors and until he can do mm-hmm. the fucking work of proving that he's not and yeah. not in a creepy way of like I can't touch women but like just proving that he can have a successful uh, I don't know I also don't want this therapy. guy he around women yeah that's that's what you should do for him you yeah. should tell him he to doesn't go to fucking understand therapy and make sure he goes consent that's what this yeah. boils down to it's like somebody who's not been comfortable with something mm-hmm. for your entire duration of your relationship gets drunk. You're taking advantage of the opportunity that they're saying what you want to hear. And, and like, that's, a, that's, that's like deep DNA shit about you. Yeah. Man, that needs I just, to change. And like, it's just, yeah, I, I like exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, when do we ever forgive people? Like I'm also like, I'm not one to ever. Like, I'm like, if you've done something where you've like hurt anybody else, like there's, I think we give a lot of people like, like we're not giving people enough credit of being like oh well like situationally like it was a gray area like who would have known kind of thing I'm like me I would have known like I say one joke that I don't think lands I'm like oh god how did everyone read that I'm like you there's no way that you can shut down anyone else's like reactions to Mm -hmm. things like that to me as I'm like I know that men are stupid but you're not that fucking (laughs) stupid I mean he feels guilty about it now there's a reason why for he knew in that moment that it wasn't and that's exactly like earlier when I said like I'm quick to cancel but not in the sense of like cancel culture because I think that's its own problem but like Right. Just for example, with the Kevin Hart situation that's been happening recently, it's like, mm-hmm. we, did was it really that wrong? Like to back then jokes were Ugh. different. The time was different. And it's like, do, do, are we going to see change in what he has proven now? Maybe people were quick to just say like, oh, without knowing all the information, fuck that guy. He's done. Like we're, we're not watching his movies. We're not doing this anymore. It's like, okay, well, first you really should get both sides of the story. And in this situation, you have gotten his side of the Mm -hmm. story, which like you mentioned is the one, the affliction. And if he has admitted guilt, well then girl, you got facts, you got receipts, you got what you need to do to make a decision. And can you forgive? Maybe. I don't think right now. No, I don't think he should have 
I don't think he should have the sympathy. I think he needs tough love of like fucking yeah. therapy and your luckier asses and in jail. Yeah. And I think also it's the same thing we say with cheating. Like it's like what you what you know when the person tells you something, it's 10 times worse mm-hmm. and you don't know a lot more shit. And mm-hmm. that's what this to me sounds like. Mm-hmm. His side of the story, which is painting him as best he fucking can, is really fucking bad. So imagine what the her side of the story is. And yeah, just support other women. Who knows yeah. how who knows if maybe her friends aren't being supportive or her family's not. Yeah. I think it's and talk to your great. boyfriend because it sounds like you're, yeah this is a great time to have a talk about consent with your boyfriend yeah and just like to have your boyfriend also talk to the bros because like if it's divided your friend group mm-hmm. i think you guys could really be like ten pole yeah like active i hate to say the word activist amongst friend group but like yeah, just a, a voice of reason humans. amongst this yeah. like group of apparently shitty friends because half of them are still being cool yeah and if there's a lot of girls in that friend group i think it's a great time for you guys to talk to because some of the girls Form might a feel book club. yeah they might Get feel together. divided in yeah. a weird way yeah you know yeah. so well shit you can do it well best of luck do I the hard thing well you know yeah it's usually the right thing that's true did i just make that up yeah always put it on a shirt yeah. do the hard that do the hard thing I, it's usually the, the right, right thing. thing yeah Fuck me. The right dick. Life changes you. (laughs) Hollywood hardens you. It does. Makes you jaded. Okay, guys, it's time for a quick break and we'll be right. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my 
I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's, quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back. So we're back from the break, and uh, we're going to hop into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan. So I'm 21 and just, I don't know, needed your advice on kind of what's going on. Um, so I have to give you some backstory before I get into my question. Um, so my aunt um, absolutely hated my grandma, or no, my grandpa, who is my aunt's father-in-law. Um, she would constantly say horrible and mean things about him and be condescending to him um, when she was with him and would refuse to invite him to family dinners and holidays. Um, he was even diagnosed with stomach cancer and had to have surgery to remove a stomach, which was like a high-risk, high-fatality um, surgery, and he, she didn't even bother to come or to call or even to let my uncle see him, which is his dad, um, in the hospital or anything. Um, so in June, my grandpa was murdered by a guy who carjacked and kidnapped a lady and killed her while traveling across the country and then carjacked and killed my grandpa. Um, and he was caught, but my aunt is now using the drama and tragedy of my grandpa's murder to get attention. Um, she's constantly talking about and like posting on social media about how he was an amazing person, and she's so lucky, so lucky to have known him, and she's devastated um, that he's gone. Um, and I know that if he would have died naturally or from a health issue or anything like that. She wouldn't have said anything and would have just moved on. So I guess I just don't know how to deal with her acting that way. Because um, obviously that's going to upset me um, just because of how she acted and treated my grandpa before. Um, and I was close to my grandpa and, like, took care of him after his surgery and everything and um, knew that it upset him that she treated him that way. Um, normally I'm pretty patient and forgiving and don't, like, I'm not very confrontational. And so things roll off my back pretty easily, but I don't know, this just gets under my skin 
um, and kind of builds up. Uh, and I'm afraid, like, I'm also the kind of person that will just kind of blow up and become very confrontational. And I don't want to do that to maintain the integrity of my family, um, especially because my aunt is very manipulative and dramatic. So if I was to say anything, she would kind of cause the family to be torn apart and spin it to be my fault. And that's kind of the last thing my family needs right now. Um, so I just don't know what to do or how to process the way she's acting. And just kind of wanted your advice on what what you would do or what you think I should do in this situation. Thank you. Gosh, I'm so sorry. What a terrible That's so thing. sad. That's yeah. so sad. I'm so sorry, dude. Um I think first I like to ease your like a little bit of your anger probably. Know that this is coming from guilt from mm-hmm. the like this a hundred percent like this is her trying to make up for the fact that she knew she was a fucking cunt mm-hmm. and like that's what this is. And I think also like you're saying if he had died from natural causes or something like that, like I'm sure maybe she would have come to ter- like there would she thought that she had time or something, right. anything to like come to terms with it. And like it was really selfish and shitty of her. And now that's she's trying to like manifest into the world a relationship that they didn't have mm-hmm. because she feels really guilty. She wants to remember it yeah. differently. Or she, this is probably like a high profile thing that's in their town. If oh, it was right. carjacking and she wants attention. attention. Either way, like it's so, Ugh. to me, it is that she is your aunt by marriage. Mm-hmm. And we all have those fucking people <laughs> who joined our family, not by our choice. And you're like, what the fucking fuck? I think in this case, it's like real, recognize real. And if you hate her, I'm sure there are yeah. mumbles amongst the family that like other people probably don't love this motherfucker. And so I think it's like focus on what's important right now, which is like standing with mm-hmm. those people because she, if she's a fake and if she really is doing it for attention or like, you know, not in a, in a way to actually grieve, honestly, Mm -hmm. I think that will come out and like, it's annoying probably because you're like, who the fuck is she to speak? Especially if it's in the media or Mm -hmm. like publicly about it, because she just wants, she wants that, that comfort because she knows she's like you said, an asshole like that. She, she needs someone else to give it to her since she can't get it Yeah, from I, the family, probably. I think you're right. I think if it, if it's if she's doing it just for attention, the best thing you can do is give her absolutely no yeah. attention. Um, if that's I think also like it's yeah, it's like a probably like you're saying like a high profile case, all of that stuff. I think um, if unless there's anything that like requires you to take action, don't look at it. Don't read any articles about it. Don't don't like surround yourself with that, because also like that's. It's, I don't know. I also find like things like that when people write about accidents and people dying and stuff like it's, it's very like black and white and Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of emotion and like empathy, sympathy for what's happened because it's the news and it can't really, it doesn't really. And that's not what you need because they're never, even, even if she wasn't there, they're not going to describe your, like who he was, like, do I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I'd say just stay away from that stuff just in general and the same thing with her, like mute her on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, don't like, do not like see any of that stuff. If any of your, like, anyone brings it up to you, like, did you see this? You're like, you know what? I'm really trying not to talk about her or like, look at that stuff. So like, I'd really prefer we didn't talk about it and you give her no attention. Mm-hmm. And I think then she'll stop. Like, I think if yeah. she's not getting like any of that. And then also if your family's not going to give her that not not go like if she's gonna do that amongst people who aren't in the family fine whatever um but <laughs> it's only about when she's you're you're surrounded by her in person and then you just like smile yeah. 
and ignore it mm-hmm. and just know how much he'd be rolling his eyes at the situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't or like comment on our Facebook post like <laughs> liar. Like you just could start just call it, it fuck it out. But then like, you, like the several whole family. Like, no, I think isn't that's that so annoying. Yeah. Like if you saw someone like literally just on social media lying and yeah. you're like that's not true. I don't know that I'm mature enough mm-hmm. to not say some shit like yeah. publicly in all caps with an emoji. So it stands out. But I would say like, if you're a better person than me, <laughs> le- lean on your family in this time. Like it sounds yeah. like you have an uncle, you mentioned your family, like maybe talking shit about her to them might make you feel better. Like if all of them are like, she's fucking crazy, huh? Like maybe let it like leave it up to an adult who might be able to get through to her in a more Mm -hmm. serious way. Like, whatever her name is. I just imagine her name being Betsy. Like, Betsy, oh, fucking Betsy. stop. Right? Fucking like, aren't stop, the worst Betsy. people named Betsy? Yeah, like cows are feel like girl named Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cows. Uh, they didn't do anything I think there was a me. cartoon cow named Betsy. Someone. Or like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Betsy will get handled, I think, by if you guys come in numbers with family. It's not up to you. You don't have to bear the weight of this annoying ass fucking thing because I can yeah. only imagine. Because if it was my Aunt Betsy doing that shit. But what if Aunt Betsy mm. has kids with the uncle that she likes and the uncle that she likes and the kids are all Talk separate? Talk shit about her to them. I think uh, it needs to be like a group setting so and you'll feel better. Her? I don't think he needs to divorce her, but I think someone needs to fucking shut her up. I think the thing with people who do things for attention, though, even negative attention and telling them to stop is still that validation of like they're getting attention. Secret, like do it at like you know the funeral or like when you guys get together for church or some shit. Like do it when she's not around, and then like maybe that'll. If it's cathartic, I say do it. As somebody who's like the most revengeful, (laughs) too petty for this. I know. See this thing. So I'm so fucking petty, and I've learned that. A petty game without an end Mm. is just draining for me. Mm. Like there are things that are cathartic when they're cathartic to a means of an end of being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to be like, fuck this. I'm done. But if it's an ongoing thing, the more you insert yourself in it, like at least from my person, the more I've inserted myself in it and done things in the moment that I'm like, oh my God, this is so cathartic. I'm like, well, now I'm fucking thinking about it. Like I wasn't even fucking thinking about it. And like, it felt good, but now I'm like, well, shit. Like I don't like- You just need out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and so I think there's something to be said about like just ignoring something like that. And like people who crave attention, once they're ignored, they're gonna seek that attention somewhere else. Yeah, And it's then it's gonna be, she's no longer getting this attention surrounding this and it's gonna be something else. And it sounds like this is kind of her personality and she's done this, but like she did this prior, like she wanted the attention of like shit talking him and now she wants the attention this way. So I think like the best thing that you can do is like just like smile and ignore her and that's going to drive her fucking mm. crazy. Mm. If like she goes on off and thinking like, Cool. Anyways, anyone? Yeah. Sweet potatoes. That's going to drive her crazy and it's going to make her look even more crazy than she mm-hmm. is because people mm-hmm. are going to see that that's why she's doing it. And there is something cathartic also about not engaging with someone mm. who desperately is like trying to yeah. rile you up mm-hmm. and not giving them that satisfaction. I know it doesn't sound as delicious because as a petty revengeful person, like I'm like, no, fuck that until it's happened and you've done it. Then you're like, oh no, this feels good yeah. too. It's a different kind of body high. Yeah. I get that. I think if someone's like doing something personally to me, yeah. I, that's the tactic I would take. Cause that's hap- like, hello, yeah. trolls, right? Oh, like we know how to deal with that. It's like, you don't feed the trolls. But I, I th- I'm just trying to see it from a point of view of like, if it is a public case and it is on the news yeah. and you keep seeing your fucking Aunt Betsy <laughs> on there, like he was a great, I could, that would drive me 
crazy. No, I, I, I would, I, yeah. Because even if you mute, would, right? I'm like out of sight, out of mind. I'm like out of sight. What's she fucking doing? No, I know. Is she still talking to people? Is she still talking Is shit? I'm like, putting I, a Google alert on. Yeah, I'm going to like find her somehow. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I imagine how frustrated this girl must be just like. Because it's not like she's doing it to her. No, exactly. But it's like she's just posting it for the world. It's like, how do you tell the world? Like, how do you set the record straight for the world? Mm -hmm. You can't. No, it's true. And anyone's going to believe what they want to believe. And if they decide to like, you know, like pay attention and like listen to what she's saying, then like that's on them. I guess it's right. It's like at the end of the day, what's the worst that Aunt Bessie's getting is attention. Yeah. Is that the worst thing that's happening? Exactly. And I'm sure you're not the, I'm guarantee you're not the only one in your family who feels like this. Yeah. And like if everyone, if every, if the, at least, you know, one person, like maybe like one, one of your immediate family members who also feels this way, maybe you guys can talk about it and see if they're like, oh yeah, I just like ignore and tune out. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm not alone. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe it feels like you're the only person who's hearing mm. this and everybody else is just tuning her out and mm-hmm. just letting her be crazy and knowing that it's lies. Maybe mm-hmm. you just need someone else in your family to tell yes. you like, oh no, we know she's, yeah, it's your fine. We got you. We all yeah. agree. And yeah. I, that, that there's strength in numbers. I think so. Totally. So I would just say, do your best to, uh, Ignore it and not completely blow up at her at like a family yeah. like function. I said, go talk shit with your family and then that yeah. way you won't blow up. Or get a therapist and talk shit. It's one of the greatest yeah. things about having a therapist. Is just that you like, can yell at them and they're like, mm-hmm. or just like talk about other people. Like, fuck this person. They're like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about you now? You're, you need no. to do that more. This has been therapeutic for me. I've learned yeah. a lot about the way that I think by doing this. Oh, I've learned a lot about my, I don't know what, if I like what I've learned about myself from doing this podcast. We but don't I've always have a lot. to, but yeah. just, just being aware is the first step. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. That fucking yeah, sucks. I would, so sorry. that would drive me insane. Yeah. Just don't get in a Facebook fight because I've no. done that too. Oh, not especially with like a 60 year old woman. See ya. <sighs> yeah. Fuck. They are the good. most savage. They are the <laughs> yeah. most vitriol. Like they respond so they fast. They have nothing but time. So don't engage in that. Absolutely <laughs> stay away from that. For sure. Uh, <laughs> on to the next or is it? On to the next. I'll choose on to the next. <laughs> Hi, Megan. Um, I am 25. I've been with my boyfriend for almost two years. Um, we... I don't even know where to begin. So we moved in together probably like nine months into our relationship. So we're, we didn't really know each other that well before we got a little serious, whatever. My problem is I'm someone who, if you look at love languages and stuff like that, physical touch is mine and his is acts of service. So me doing the dishes or something is good for him, but for me, I need to be cuddled or like had sex with pretty much. Um, the problem is he's 26 and he says that he got all of his sex and all that stuff out of like his sister when he was younger because I guess he was like a fuck boy but I still want that like all the time and I it's more like in a loving way it's not even that I'm like horny all the time but it's more like I want him to show me he loves me and I want to feel like I'm attractive and like he wants me in that way which I know is like a whole nother issue for myself but um so I see a therapist about all this and he keeps saying things like do you think that your boyfriend could be what you want him to be in that area and it's been almost two years and nothing's really changed. And it's kind of like if me and my boyfriend have sex on a Wednesday, we've kind of met our quota for the week. And I won't even expect it to happen for another week after that. And I know we're almost two years into the relationship, but it's been this way since the beginning. And I just, I'm someone who wants sex a lot more than that. Um, so I just don't know, like, what to do. Because other than that, he's great. And, like, I want to marry him. But, like, we just really don't have sex enough at all for me. But for him, it is. And I don't want to pressure him or make him feel bad. But that's usually what ends up happening. So um, if you have any advice, and I know you're probably going to say masturbate, and I do do that too, but it's just not the same. And I think it's different for me because it's not about like an orgasm. It's about like doing something loving with a person. So do you 
great advice. I appreciate it. Thank you. I didn't hear if they've really talked about it in in depth rather than like more so than him just saying like, I don't really have a sex drive. That is an excuse. It's an excuse because men have a problem. It just depends. Talking about their sex. No, it just depends. Oh, talking about sex. Yeah. Like if he's like, I just don't want to fuck you because I fucked all my jizz out. That's not true. No, but he might just have a lower sex drive. And that's what that is. Yeah. It's an excuse for him saying I have a low sex sex drive. It sounds like he probably needs to therapize what it actually really like if because then she's going am I not attractive is does he not love me does he not want to touch me when all of those things are him it's actually him well because here's what I so I think like I think saying that like oh I got my like sex out of my system I was a fuck boy thing that I don't think you can get sex out of your system but I think that like his sex drive can lower yeah especially when you're in a relationship and his hormones like especially if he like younger so if he's attributing like I was a fuck boy in my younger days I was really horny like that's hormones mm-hmm. like and then he got older and those hormones like settled down and when you get and into a relationship men do tend to their sex drives do lower yeah and i think because they're comfort and there and there's something that like ever like if it's like a fucking spectrum of a hundred like everybody's sex drive is a like, completely different number and like you probably want to get within like 10 or 20 numbers of like your partner you're not going to be at the exact same page all the time but like it's it's okay to have a lower sex drive and it's okay to have a higher sex drive. And it's also, it's okay. You can make it work, but it's also okay. Like to not want to make it work. And I think like the biggest thing, like my, uh, like my, uh, love language, number one love language is, is like physical touch. Mine is words of affirmation. Okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I think that's a good, like, so the thing with physical touch and I get what she's saying about like, it's not just like sex, but it's like yeah, feeling co- it, like physical. Yeah, physical touch. but if he's not super like touchy, touchy in general, then this does turn into the then the yeah. physical that then the physical touch only is is expressing itself through sex because he's not being physical mm-hmm. with you in other instances. So it might not even be about like oh we never have sex, but it's like no, I just like want a hug, like I want more physical touch. It doesn't need to be like Sexual. about yeah, yeah, it doesn't need to be about your sex drive and anything like that. Like you might feel like you're saying it's not about you being horny like I completely understand like I'm yeah. the same way and it, it does if you've talked to him you've said you talked to your therapist about which is great but if you've talked to him about like hey this is make him fucking take the quiz like right? I mean it sounds like he does no because I he's think the love it. language would literally save everyone like yeah I, and I get the the touch thing touches home for me because I dated someone who what was not PDA. And this is someone that I thought I was going to like marry be with forever. And they told me that I just believed in a fairy tale that like, that wasn't out there. Like what you, your expectations aren't realistic for this relationship. And I went into a lot of like my later twenties being like, I'm just unreasonable with my needs. I should really lower Mm -hmm. my expectations. And the guy that I am with now somehow is more physical touch than me, which like his love language is physical touch. And I, my mind was blown that someone could actually give me what I was looking for, even though I wouldn't really always verbalize it, but it, it made me so unhappy in other parts of our relationship when you are missing that chunk of your love language. So maybe it isn't physical touch, but for someone, it could be acts of service. And like, if you're missing that all the way often, that can affect the relationship all the way around. And I think it sounds like she's kind of at a point where she, it's becoming a problem because she said it's always been this way. Yeah. And you probably 
make excuses for yourself, make excuses mm-hmm. for the other person. But like, if you're only two years in, imagine five years in, like mm-hmm. you can't continue on the path that you're on now. Yeah. And love languages is it's how you receive love. So mm-hmm. if you're not receiving love in the way that you see it, you don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. And like the one of the, so, and this is what I will say about oh God, I hate to be like the tough love of this But people, I believe people can change when it comes to things. So my boyfriend's number one love language is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Mine is physical touch. Physical touch is so low on his, like might Mm. be the last one, like not a PDA person, nothing like that. Mm. But because it's important to me, he will totally do that for me. Mm -hmm. And there are some times when like, there are times when like, I like, we like have gone to our therapist for him. Like he like dropped my hand when we went into a party and she goes, well, do you, do you think that him dropping your hand in the party meant that he didn't love you anymore? And I was like, I, I don't know. And she's like, well, did he like hold your hand at any other point during the evening? I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well now you're, you're, you're riding too much on this because now like this is the, you're putting so much That's importance on this thing it is. and you're judging every individual moment as opposed to like the day mm-hmm. you've got two years to like judge and look at. And like, if I could like beginning of when Mots and I started dating and like the lack of like, he just, and it wasn't that he didn't like me or like didn't love me. It was just like, that's not Mm -hmm. And then he'd be like saying all these nice things to me. I'm like, okay, I don't fucking care. Like whatever, whatever. And then he's like, well, why aren't you like, what do you mean? And then I was very physical touch and I not so much words Mm -hmm. of affirmation. And so he would then feel like, well, why? Like, and it wasn't until we literally like had the conversation and then it was like, okay, cool. Instead of like doing onto others as you would do onto yourself, like, this is, this is how you receive love. Okay. Now I'm going to make a point to make sure that you feel loved and you're going to do the same thing, even though it's not how each other like Mm -hmm. sends and receives love. Like that's what you're going to do for the other person. And if he knows that two years in, I'm the poster child of saying like, you can change, like you can be more like that. I'm much more words of affirmation for him now. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm even like that with a lot of my other friends. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh wow. Oh my God. I'm so happy. I I can help you. Cause you can see that in someone's face when you're saying something and they're really like feeling loved and like registering that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, cool. Great. I'm so happy. So there, if he's had this for two years and it hasn't changed, like I don't see it changing Mm -hmm. and I don't see it about being like a sex thing. I think it really is about like physical. It's about different love languages. Yeah. And it's about like telling somebody this is how I feel loved and them being like, I'm not going to do that for you. I think the best advice is to make them take the quiz. I think. Yeah. But I feel like he has, if his is words of affirmation, how would we know that? I think they should go to couples therapy. Oh my God. Mm. Couples therapy is amazing guys. Everybody should go to couples therapy. It is the greatest thing in the entire world. I I brought in, lovers to therapy but i've never done couples it's great it's really great it's amazing that's a good idea it's fantastic because there's like i don't like there's something to like when and i think the greatest thing about therapy it's like it just proves to people like who don't have like they're not they're not married there's no contract there are no kids or whatever it's like if you're going through some shit or whatever it's like the biggest sign that someone else actually wants to put in the effort and cares Mm. it's like yeah we're gonna go and we're gonna talk to some random fucking person about our problems and i care about fixing it like this much because if he's not taking that part seriously then that's that's your answer right there exactly he doesn't want to change and he doesn't want to make you feel loved and that should be like a pretty clear sign but go through the steps like mm -hmm. does he want to take the quiz does he want to put effort into mm-hmm. realizing your love language is touched the way that your boyfriend did yeah. does he want to show up on time for therapy like will he show up for you I think it's the underlying question beneath this yeah and I think you saying that you see like you're she said she saw being married like getting like yeah. married to all that stuff so like I think if you see that and you see a future with him like right now 
you're seeing it, but this is kind of like the one big issue that's like trying to solve. I believe there are so many things that couples can solve on their own, but if mm-hmm. this is two years and there hasn't been any way, it hasn't been yeah. any headway in any way, the then you need, yeah, you need someone else to help you guys with this yeah. and help you figure it out because it's not figuring itself out. And again, like, just like you said, like if he, and if he's like, oh, I don't want to go to therapy, that's your answer. Yeah. Then that's somebody who doesn't want to work on it for you because maybe in the back, if he says no, in the back of his head, maybe he knows that he's being irrational and just know going into couple therapy, you might be wrong sometimes. It mm-hmm. might be in your head, but there's, Oh yeah. I think she'll learn a lot about too, her communication skills. Like if she, it sounds like she could also use the couple therapy in that, like her way of communicating to him, it doesn't mean the way you communicate is wrong, but like you could probably use a third party professional opinion on how you communicate to him because clearly two years in and you're still not getting what you want. doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means your you should change your tactic yeah no that's like the the one of the first things like before we started going to therapy like the things that i kept being like i don't know how to commute like i'm trying to communicate but i don't know how it became less about love language is more about me like okay so this is how i communicate and how i would hear what i'm saying but i don't know how you're in hearing interpreting things and that was like the thing that i told my therapist that she was like no that's the like the smartest thing ever is like Mm -hmm. the fact that when you talk to somebody so many other people like people can read into different things you need to find out how the other person like communicates as well and you're able to like if you have another party in there they're able to bridge that gap and be like okay well you're saying that but do you feel this it's like when you're coming from like oh this is what i'm saying and then are you someone else reading too much into it or are you not saying what you really Mm -hmm. feel and everything like that it's like i think if you guys are serious about it i think it's a really Mm -hmm. great choice and uh like a very fantastic thing it's like super hard but like relationships are double the price because there's two people I feel like it depends. Is it covered by insurance? Um, I mean, I've got SAG insurance, which is good insurance. Mm. I wonder, because I wonder too if it's like she's 25, she said. Yeah. Like, do you, I don't know that people have money to go to couples therapy. I mean, I there's, there's a lot of like affordable places that like, do yeah. sliding scales mm-hmm. for depending on or how like much money. Yeah. Can you do an app with couples therapy? I love I think apps. You can. Probably, therapy yeah. Apps. yeah. <sighs> well, best of luck. Yeah. I Do you ever do like update episodes? We do. Oh my gosh. I want to know an update on all of these things. Yeah. I would love an update on this one specifically. I would just love an update of someone who like listened to me saying go to couples therapy. I've been telling all of my fucking friends, like, go. It's great. It's so fucking great. Well, are we on to listeners' advice? Don't blame them. Yes. Uh What's this segment? So this is when um, our listeners, they call in and give their own advice on past calls that we've had. Cute. Yeah. All right. So this is um, from the episode with Alexandra Tweeten. And um, this was someone um, that constantly was comparing themselves to other Mm. people. So um, here's some advice for that. I'm 22, almost 23. I felt so passionately, I called in the middle of the episode. Anyway, I used to compare myself to everybody all the time to the point where I actually ruined friendships because of it. Like, I ruined friendships. Um, And something that, like, really clicked and changed for me that helped me change was the mantra that I just kept saying to myself over and over again. Comparison is the thief of joy. Joy. And oh my just, gosh. Like she was explaining, it's like an it's uphill mantra. And it's something that you have to like keep telling yourself, but it does get easier. Like just for weeks, just tell yourself comparison is the thief of joy. Because really the only person that you're hurting is yourself. It, it feels like this horrible, like, spiral of comparison. 
And if you just remind yourself that, like, you're just, the only person you're hurting is you in this situation. So you might as well just be happy for the other people in your life and focus on you and what you have to do to improve yourself. Um, yeah, I just, I felt very passionate, and that's what helped me, and hopefully it helps the caller, too. Bye. It says Theodore Roosevelt said that, but I feel like I'm being trolled right now. But maybe I that is my favorite quote That's of so all time. Crazy. I put it on Instagram all the time. I always tell people like unfollow anything that doesn't make you like your nipples get hard. Oh, if anything makes you go like mm, or even like oh yeah or like oh delete it unfollow mm-hmm. like the 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 amount of time we spend on our fucking phones. You should feel nothing but heroin yeah not that i know what heroin i don't know what heroin, i am <laughs> uh, a lawyer but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, but like you should fit they're so quick in a steady slope like the second you go off and you start following like all the fucking hadiths and all the people mm-hmm. that like you know that's who makes me feel bad about myself <laughs> like it is such a quick sliding scale I love that quote so much. I love this person, whoever wrote that in. That's my favorite. Oh my God, that's great. I literally never heard that quote uh, before. Isn't it so true though? Yeah, no, you, yeah. You'll, you'll never realize how good everything else in your life is. Yeah. That you're alive, that you're breathing, that you have a podcast, that you have great hair. Yeah. It's really dirty. Pause for applause. That <laughs> if, if, you are, if you're like, well, someone else has a podcast, someone else has hair, yeah. someone else has a, a couch. A couch. That's really soft, Isn't it? by the way. It's really fun. But it's, it's just such a simple, hard truth. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. And I think like the, the biggest thing, um, yeah, it's like, it's all that's going to do is going to like make you feel, it's never going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be another Photoshopped picture mm-hmm. of somebody else that they Photoshopped to look like somebody else. That's the thing I find crazy. It's wow. like people are like, you idolize a picture of a model and that model's photo is Photoshopped because she saw a picture of another model who saw a picture of another model it's who was like Photoshopped. An endless kaleidoscope and it's of all of these Photoshop. things are fake that yeah. they did because they didn't feel like enough. And then you're looking at like a byproduct of somebody else feeling insecure yeah. that you're comparing yourself to that doesn't exist. And it's not something that happens overnight. Like you don't just, oh, yeah. just decide like, I'm not going to compare myself to people. I really do think it's a process of like unfollowing starting to Mm -hmm. to infiltrate your feed with like what real people look like how real people post things like we are in the business so I'm sure we follow so many more accounts that that are curated than we need to but Mm -hmm. like my therapist said something really my therapist my nutritionist who's also kind of like my therapist (laughs) said something really great which is also funny because she's like an Australian model so it's really hard for me to take anything she says to (laughs) her but she's very smart she always says like you know, I'll, I'll be talking about how I hate my arms, right? Yeah. Like I fucking hate my arms. And she's like, well, you're very mean to your arms. Like they what didn't did do anything to you. to you. And I'm like, yeah, I know that quote. That's like, oh, would you talk to yourself the way you talk to a friend? Of course not. Well, like I can't, I just can't get rid of this negative yeah. voice inside my head. And so what she told me to do is instead of sending hate to it, send love and hugs so she's like when you fucking hate your arms that means your arm needs actually like extra oh it's like being needy it's like like, your arm is like i need some love so why are you like shut the fuck up you stupid thing like you're hungry and you're sad so i'm definitely not gonna feed you and instead it's like just hold it and be like it's okay arm (laughs) you're doing the best arm you can and so now like all over every mirror i have in my 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 house is just like instead of sending love send send instead of sending hate send love to whatever 
place needs it because it needs a little extra that day. Yeah, I'm needy. Sometimes I need I'm extra like, love. I'm like, yeah. do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And it's like, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, but do, I need you to mean it this yeah, time. Yeah, I need you to say it again. Okay, well, um, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for being on. Oh my God, thanks for having me. This is so fun. It's just so great. You gave great You're advice. You're very smart. Oh my God, I didn't even go to this college. Neither did I dropped out of three. Oh my God, you dropped out of three colleges or like there's your third year? Dropped out of three full universities. Different three ones. different universities. Really? Which yeah. ones? Auburn University. Okay. NYFA. No, what? And, NYFA. Uh, New York Film Academy. Okay. And then uh, LA City College. Okay. Yeah. Fuck school. No, stay in school, kids. Yes. Well, Melissa went to school. I have thoughts about that, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we've, we've had a lot. Someone did YouTube say- YouTube University is yeah. going to be a thing in three years. Oh, no. I'm telling you. That's not good. Do you think oh. Logan Paul's going to teach classes? I hope not. I know. I really hope not to. They'll be gone soon. Okay, then you end this fucking episode. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, the phone number is 310-694-0976. And for our international listeners, email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com. With an um, H. Yes, with an H. And where people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm just Kelsey Dara on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to spell Dara? Because it's oh, apparently- Oh, sure. D-A-R-R. H-E-H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be in the show too. Oh, perfect. Oh, thanks. As will thanks for having me. This is ours. so fun. Oh my God, thanks. Come back anytime. Um, uh, but yeah, guys, if you liked this episode uh, and you are watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed to us on the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. That'd be great. And then if you are wa- uh, listening to this, you can check out the video version on YouTube. We are also on Stitcher Premium with bonus episodes, exclusive ones. If you want to listen to that and then any oh. other place, go to don'tblameme.show to figure it out. Follow us on Instagram, Don't oh Blame Pod. It's a don't blame me pod, but it looks like meme pod because there's that's M-E, funny. M-E. I look it's it up so now. funny, and also some people are commenting like now, just like just random like mm-hmm. don't blame meme pod things, which I think is great. So uh, follow us on Instagram. There, I got locked out for a while because I created too many Finsta accounts on Instagram, logged me out of all of them because they were like, be nice to yourself, don't self sabotage, and look at people who've already blocked you. So, but we're back. I'm, I'm back on. It's great. I'm only have one. I still have one Finsta. Such cute aesthetic. I can't. Thanks so much. I can't with you. You're so too perfect. Great. I have to leave oh, now. I need to go back to my no, dungeon no. hole. No, that's but I, I am a dungeon hole. I'm a dungeon hole with like a clean aesthetic. Also, yeah. the nickname for my pussy. Dungeon <laughs> hole, my nickname in high school. And with that. And with that, thanks guys. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Don't blame me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso, part of the HerPod Network. (laughs) 